Two years ago, at six months pregnant, we lost our baby girl to an undetected external infection. And what has followed took us down a path we could never have predicted. You know, I was used to getting pregnant quickly and unassisted. The infertility journey came as a surprise. No one talked to me about getting my ovarian reserve tested. You know, no one told me that just because I got pregnant easily with my first and my second, it it didn't mean that I could expect the same with my third or fourth for that matter. I thought IUIs were a for sure thing. I thought IVF was a one month process and that that's just the physical part. All these assumptions were incorrect, but why would I know any better? I'm Emily Geds, and this is the Day One Podcast, a show dedicated to the unspoken side of fertility. Here I share my story and bring together moms, dads, parents-to-be, doctors, specialists, and healers to help break stigmas, normalize the conversation, let's bring education to the forefront, and most importantly, build a community so the journey doesn't feel so lonely. Hello. I have not done an update episode in a really long time. <clears throat> and this one, this one hurts. <clears throat> um, I will say that uh, I was dreaming up a different podcast. I was recording um, in my mind every single time thinking it was going to be a pregnancy announcement. Um, and of course it's not. Um, so what you will hear is, uh, me documenting, um, basically from the day we found out we were pregnant to, um, the days following our DNC after not hearing the heartbeat at eight weeks, uh, about a week ago. So, um, around, I would say March 1st, uh, you'll hear Evan and come on um and we are apart uh recording in two different rooms because I um got a positive COVID test and I had to isolate for five days in the basement so to say that February was intense is an understatement um I wanted to also share that this week we did find out that um we tested the the embryo i guess and it was chromosomally off (laughs) chromosomally incorrect um chromosome 22 there was three chromosomes in there instead of two so this pregnancy was never going to make it obviously the um pro is that we can get pregnant naturally we've been trying for two years and after everything we've gone through, just that in itself, of course, is a massive win. And I don't take that for granted at all. Um, and the fact that um, there was chromosomal issues means that it's safe to assume, you know, the soil. So my uterus and all of the things in there, even though I have only one tube, is working, which is also a really great sign. Um I have appointments actually with a few doctors to get their opinions, Um, but uh, what it could also indicate is that yes, the egg quality is low, which was, uh, you know, a a arrow, a point uh, that we had when we were going through all of our IVF cycles. That was kind of the one conclusion that kept coming up. So this could just 
be another notch on that belt. Um, or this could totally just be a stat. Um, having an extra chromosome in chromosome 22 is like the most common reason for miscarriage. So um, next steps for Ev and I are just going to be likely trying again um, and uh, taking this risk again. And I'm actually taking a couple months not off trying like we will just keep trying as the as my cycle comes but starting to do things more for me and less for the baby so eating right yes but that's because I actually want to get myself healthy Um, I want to work out in a way that you usually can't work out when you're trying because I miss my body um, I miss my connection to my body and what this experience has shown me is that I need to kind of get that back first. Um, and if I do that, I have even more faith that, um, you know, we will see a, a positive pregnancy test that will take us to the end. So this is a really raw uh, documentation. It was really hard for me to document um, the reactions we had when we found out that the pregnancy wasn't viable so there's not as much there but what's there is short but really really intimate and um I'm push myself to do these update episodes and to record myself in real time mostly just to like educate and to get out there like how much you put into your pregnancy from day one like from that moment you see those double lines you are living nine months ahead and when when it does not go the way that you think it's gonna go it is a a grief and a loss and a sadness of that life and that's what these podcasts over this podcast and um the video that I shared a few days ago Um, that's the intention behind it so thanks to everyone for their support thank you for allowing me to take space when I need to take space Um, and you know we will get there and it's not it really isn't if um, it is when so thank you for listening it is January 14th and I am outside my clinic getting my first beta I know this is a shock to me too um yesterday I was supposed to get my period on um the 17th and I was having some friends over um last night on the 13th and I was like you know what let me just take this test I mean it's gonna be negative but then at least I'm not like second guessing myself if I'm drinking and I'll enjoy myself a bit better and um it was positive (laughs) uh and it's been an insane 24 hours in the sense that like I'm me and ever just in shock like total and utter shock I haven't slept at all um I feel terrible I feel like I don't know. I I actually just don't even know how to feel. Um, Obviously, it's it's very exciting. 
Um, and at the same breath, everyone, I'm sure majority of you listening here understands pregnancy after loss and all the complexities that come within the first trimester and for us in the second trimester. So, um, you know, I'm, I know those anxieties are going to creep through mostly right now. I'm just very tired. Um, my head is spinning. So yeah, we're going to go get our first beta and, um, (laughs) I mean, I would, I honestly would, I see, I like don't even have any words. I'm tired and I, I'm just completely in, in utter disbelief right now. Um, yeah, that's what's going on today at 1.50 p.m. on January 14th. I'm, I've seen a double line and I'm about to get it confirmed and the adventure begins. I just want to share um, something. I'm waiting for my beta. Like they said, not Friday now. It might be Monday, It's which is ridiculous, but... I haven't been in an IVF round now in like four months and it's like rushing back to me, the waiting, the anxiety, like, you know, yes, it's like exceptional and like a miracle and I'm so happy, but it's, it's like wrapped up in all of this trauma of like knowing that, um, you know, knowing what other alternatives there could be and, um, and just the, the patience you have to have and the belief you have to hold. Um, it just, it has a very similar vibe, um, when you do, when you're pregnant after, um, loss or after, uh, years of struggling. So that's sort of where I'm at right now. And I'm, I'm trying to just really like in my mindset coaching it's like when you have a thought like this you kind of say next like you think it and move on don't give it more breath than it deserves and that is what I am um doing here but uh it's hard um and you you want to be that person that pees on a stick and has two lines and it's just bliss um, so then part of you is also resentful that you can't be a 100% um, in bliss because you're just waiting for the beta, the ultrasounds, that 12-week, the 20 scan. So um, anyways, I'm, I'm tired, but that's my little thought. Hello, it is January 17th, the crazy snow day here in Toronto. Um, and I am recording this to say that we got our second beta. So our first beta that I took on the 14th was 57 and today was 337. So numbers are looking really good. We like literally hiked (laughs) to Life Labs, uh, a walk that should take 25 minutes, took an hour, over an hour in the snow. It was insane. We like dragged Ryder in the sled. Um, and I just want to say that I am feeling good. Like I feel like this is done. And I wrote actually lipstick on my mirror in my bathroom. It's done. And I look at it all the time. And 
um, a few close friends that um, know what's up um, are like, you're so calm. And I'm like, yeah, because it's, this is, this is happening. Like, I'm just now going through the motions. And I know that once this episode is out, there's gonna be so many questions around like, what, what, did, what did I do? And um, what was different? And um, I, I'm thinking about like the thread throughout the past two and a half years. And one constant thing that always came up in my mind was it just wasn't our time. Um, and that there was this like belief inside, although it, there were moments of that it wavered, but there was a belief inside that if we wanted this enough, we would figure out a way to get it. And um, this is just our story. And um, <laughs> uh, truthfully, I'm just, I think me and Ever are just still in shock. We don't really even talk about it much. And I also think you know, you go through years of trying and trauma and loss and then you see these, these two red lines and all of a sudden you're expect like you think your whole life is going to change and, you know, you're just like think everything's in bliss. But our initial reaction was like we laughed a lot and then we like kind of were like, okay, like this is a massive just the fact that we can get pregnant unassisted after two years of support is like a blessing and a gift in itself. So that felt good in general. But it's like you're you're kind of in this in-between phase where you're like, is this even real? Are we even talking about this? You know, it's not all of a sudden like a... a there's a switch that goes off and you're like, well, everything's, you're just, everything is like, <laughs> obviously we're happy. I'm not saying we're like, I'm ecstatic. Um, but you're catching up, we're catching up to the news. Let's just put it that way. Um, and you know, me and ever we're talking the other day and it's like, it's this insane miracle. Like, are we not giving it the moment it deserves? And, um, and when you've gone through what we've gone through, and you see two red lines, you're, you're almost in such disbelief, it's, it's such shock and like disbelief. And then you understand the journey you're about to go on. And the whole world and media give, is, says that this moment is supposed to be a moment and you've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And it has, there's like a shift in the house and there's like this shift in me and Ev like kind of make eye contact being like, is this real? Um, and every time we get a result and we get numbers and things are looking good, obviously that excitement rises. Um, but it is this miracle and moment in time, um, that we are celebrating and we are taking a moment, but we are also just catching up and like almost believing it. Like I'm peeing on a stick every day to remind myself about, or not even remind myself that's wrong to show me that it's there <laughs> um anyways so yeah b to day two it's 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 a good sign okay it is january 19th and i am on my way for my third beta although 
Um, the clinic, the natural conception clinic at Hanum has said that it's really just for my own sanity, that they're really happy with my numbers. And that I've graduated to the early pregnancy department, which is super surreal. Um, and I've pushed to have a six week ultrasound, um, to check, to make sure that, um, the, that it's growing in my uterus and not in a tube, although my numbers suggest that it's there. Uh, when I had an ectopic before, my numbers were really low. Um, and I know that that can um, point to like an ectopic or chemical or something like that. So I'm feeling really good. This is done. Now I'm just going through the motions. Um, yeah, just keeping my spirits as high as I can. Um, through all this and feeling feeling good all right hello it is january oh no it is february 2nd and tomorrow at noon so february 3rd i'm going in for my six-week ultrasound and um I just wanted to share where my head is at and how I've been getting through the past couple weeks. Um, first off, in this moment right now, I am definitely anxious. Um, that being said, the past couple weeks have been pretty good. Um, I have feel like I've been in doing mindset work for a year and it's like led me to this point in my life um, where I feel like I can handle this type of anxiety. I, I have not been crippled by it. I have felt pretty excited and confident um, and all of my tests and blood work and all of it's come back really good. So there's no reason as to why tomorrow you know, it's not going to be positive, but I am pregnant with um, three failed rounds of IVF, one late pregnancy loss, an ectopic, all of it behind me. So it would be bizarre for me not to obviously have these moments. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm I'm going into it cautiously optimistic, but I'm nervous and I'm, I don't know. It just, it feels like you don't want to be excited because, you know, <laughs> we all know what the trend can be. Um, and like part of me is so envious of like Emily of 20, you know, 17 or 2016 I think I was pregnant and how naive I was and how like literally I was pregnant I didn't even for a second think something could happen um and you know this is just like another part of the whole fertility thing and it's hard because you feel like when you get pregnant you've like you've should like be like, I'm winning. I've won. You know, I've, I've, I've gotten there. And, and this is just a whole other phase of the, of the journey. This is a whole other feeling. Um, you're like in the middle 
of heaven and hell, basically. And um, you know how quickly like hell could just like grab you and pull you down. So you're kind of floating. That's how I've, that's how I feel. Like I've just been kind of floating and, um, being really cautious in my thoughts and, you know, um, repeating things like it's done. Um, this is happening. And when I'm having hard thoughts come through, I like feel them. And then I've just been like, nope, I'm not giving these more than this, like more feelings, more thoughts, more anything than this deserves. So, um, I feel really strong and I'm really proud of myself and um, it's funny. It's like in, in this whole past two and a half years, I, I would say what I've learned, my biggest lesson, and there's a lot of them, but my I would say one of my biggest life lessons is like true patience. And I found out we were pregnant like close to four weeks, so like, you know, three weeks in a few days, like so early. So tomorrow felt so far away. And the old Emily, like every day would have anxiety and be worried. And I was like, February 3rd is going to come, you know, I'm going to live to February 3rd. So, um, I can do this. And, um, and here I am on the eve of my six week ultrasound. So, uh, I'm nervous, but I'm expecting to go in there and I'm expecting to, you know, see something good. Um, I'm expecting this. This is where, this is the energy I'm bringing into it. I'm not expecting anything other than that. Um, and, and the same thing that's been kind of my motto, like, you know, the other thing is that every time I go to the bathroom, I'm like checking every second and I'm still checking, but every time I check before I check, I'm expecting not to see anything bad. And we haven't so far. So um, it's this like expectation that things are going to work out. That has been my mindset. Um, and that's been really helpful versus like wiping and waiting and for the blood to be there. So, um, you know, I don't know what the next couple of weeks look like, but this is where I'm at today. And I will check back in um, after the ultrasound. Okay. Oh my goodness, you're recording already. Very fast. We're just about to go in for my six-week ultrasound, and I'm nervous. I mean, I'm feeling positive, but I'm nervous. Are you nervous? I think I'm both, too. It's annoying you can't come in with me. COVID, man. What are you going to do? Yeah. Anyways. I'll be here, though, waiting. Biding my time. Call me. FaceTime me. (laughs) Do something. Smoke signal me from the office. <laughs> that signal. Put up like a hold up a sign to the window. I'll look. Uh, I'll look out. Okay. Okay. Good luck. Okay. Bye. You're gonna be great. All right. It's game on. It. We saw her beat. <laughs> and um, it's really exciting. It. It's like this weird in between where like can only get excited to a certain extent, but um I'm I am this is happening. That is the mindset that I have is that this is already done. Um now I'm just kind of walking each week as they come, walking through it and um today I just want to share a bit of what I did today um in prep. 
I didn't sleep at all last night, which is fine um, to be expected. Uh, I felt like total shit. I don't think I washed my hair in like four days. I was just gross this morning. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to be meeting this, you know, little bean for the first time today. So I need to get my shit together. I showered. I blow dried my hair. I put makeup on. I like showed up today as the best version of myself, not the tired, anxious, exhausted, nervous person. I went today with the expectation that I'm seeing a heartbeat and that I'm seeing this little bean and that this is all working out for me. Um, and I know that might seem a little bananas to some of you, but the point I'm trying to make here is that, um, I like whatever happened, it was going to be, if, if we didn't, you know, if it didn't go the way we wanted, it would hurt whether I showered and felt really good or not. But going into it, feeling like the best version of myself relieved me of some of the anxieties. So, um, I just wanted to share that that's how I kind of got through this morning and I felt really good driving there this morning. Okay. Till the next time. Hello. It is February 10th. Um, and I thought I would just update you on what has been going on in our lives. Um, on Saturday, February 5th, Ryder tested positive for COVID, which is not a crazy surprise to us considering there are like three kids in his class that had it. Um, but obviously with my, with me being pregnant, um, I was not comfortable being around him. So I actually left, been staying with a a friend who had COVID a couple weeks ago and her family was up north. So she had a lot of space for me, thankfully. Um, And Evan has like been hunkered down at home for six days, solo parenting and like in isolation. And obviously it's been like a crazy whirlwind, like on top of the emotions I'm managing day to day with this pregnancy being away from Ev and Ryder's heart. And Evan made an interesting point. He's like, you know, for your, our entire fertility journey, like I've been at the sidelines, like helpless and trying to support you best I can. And that's how I feel right now. Like Evan's in the trenches with Rye and I'm totally on the sidelines, just like, helpless and trying to support him um so I was like oh that's this is a hard place to be too um anyways we're coming to an end I'm hoping to go back in a couple days um today was our seven week ultrasound and all's looking good they did tell me there is a 1.1 centimeter and I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly sub sub hold on something hemorrhage it is called a subchronic hemorrhage um and they said this is super common um they described it as like a bruise so when they're they when the um the embryo implanted um that like the implantation was like rough and they say that this can happen with people in fertility treatment or has had fertility treatments. Um, and so like while it was implanting, it like bruised the um, surrounding area. Um, 
So I can't exercise, can't have sex, can't carry anything heavy. I mean, I wasn't doing any of the above anyways. Uh, So it was actually funny. The nurse was like, told told me that we couldn't have sex. And, uh, and, um, she's like, you know, if you want to get Evan on the phone and you want me to help tell him that I'm like, no, he's fine. (laughs) Like what? (laughs) Anyways, uh, I don't know why I just found that really funny. Um, yeah. So, so this is an example of pregnancy, pregnancy after loss, pregnancy after like rounds of IVF. It's like, you know, the nurse was also said, there's probably so many people that have this, um, within their first trimester, but they would never know because they only go in for a 12 week ultrasound. Um, whereas when you're in fertility clinic and you're in their care, you're getting these ultrasounds so early. So you're finding out all of these things. And, you know, this is something that you don't really need to worry about, but we need to let you know. Um, And so it's just managing, not letting that be the story and letting like the fact that the growth is normal and all of that be our story. So, um, I'm trying to just like ignore almost that fact, but it's, um, yeah, like again, it's just, it's just every single day. It's, it's work for me right now. It's work for me. And, and that's not a bad thing. It's just like being in control of my thoughts. And when these thoughts come in, only giving them the attention that I want to, and like changing the channel or saying like next I don't this isn't a thought I want to give my attention to so uh that is a daily practice for me right now uh I'm really I am proud of myself I do feel like I'm not like super super every moment anxious I have my moments but they're not like constant and um yeah, so that's my that is my crazy update. Uh I and it's also been, you know, it's been hard for me to not be sharing all this with you in real time like I typically would do, although, you know, I don't share results in real time, so there's that, but this is something we're just keeping private mostly because um Ryder is so committed and so involved in this for us now. Um I just want to um make sure that he knows before it's sort of putting this in air quotes like more of a public announcement um I want to kind of keep that sacred for us because I don't really want anyone telling him by accident either or anything like that so bear with me um and I hope as you're listening to this you can understand our decision here um but I will loop back. I have my eight, another, there's, they're going to do another scan, um, next Thursday. So I will update you then. All right. Till next time. So it's, um, February 16th and I went in for my eight week ultrasound and there was no heartbeat. And, uh, I don't really have much to say 
right now I just wanted to kind of push myself to document this kind of thing because of how common it is but even though it's so common it feels like I don't know that you should be the exception or I should be the exception or you know you've gone through so much and the belief that this couldn't happen and then it does um it's just been a really hard day and I don't know it just felt like all the stars were sort of aligning um but you know I know how this goes I'm just gonna take a couple days off I have the DNC on Friday and um and then I'll get back in the ring and there's some silver linings here. The fact that we can get pregnant naturally um, is a really good sign. Uh, I don't know. I really thought this was sort of it. And when I envisioned putting this episode out, it was very different. I really think we're in shock right now. Um, but uh, this is just part of it, right? It's part of the risk we take when we get pregnant. And it's an example of just like getting pregnant isn't the end, which I already knew. And I know all of these stats. I just, we've never miscarried before. So I just, I don't know. Anyways, I will, I will come back on uh in a few days once I've digested everything. Okay, bye. It is uh, February 19th. There's just there's not much else to say on this. <laughs> sucks. I can't even believe I'm recording now. I feel so even like stupid doing that. This is just Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow, yellow leather. Toy boat, toy boat. Um, well, thanks for coming on. This isn't the podcast I thought we were going to be doing together. I also thought maybe we would physically be together, but mm. this has been not. interesting. Yeah. You'd think you'd be used to Zooms by now, but Zooming someone in their in your own house, that's 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 a whole new one. I know. It's uh been interesting. So mm-hmm. I mean, look, like I wanted to just close off our experience by having you and I talk. Close off this specific experience, but yeah, like very just, much ongoing. I know. I guess, like, just you know. Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. Just checking. What do you want me to say? Tell me. You you really set the mood well for this one. I guess I didn't know really, other than just I guess like where are you at on everything? Mm, on everything. Great question. <laughs> well, I, I showed you the video that's going to accompany this podcast. 
Okay, yeah, we can tell we can say that. All right. So that's what I mean by set the mood. Yeah, you really showed me this real tug at my heartstrings video right before we decided to do this. So that's the headspace I'm in after seeing that video. I'm a little bit like rewound back into back in time. What was it, two weeks ago now? Two and a half weeks ago? Yeah. Oh, but you know. Before that, an hour ago, I was doing okay. Was, you know, like you said, like I, you, you, you seem to be more of the optimist, like in terms, like in this in these situations, like the things you say and and you back it up with actions um, since then and during. I think this, that like since then, it's just amazing. You bring me up. So I'm not even taking credit for being optimistic or feeling good, even though I do. I think it's like, thanks to you. Mm. Thank you. Yes, I'm, I, I'm able to reframe this. I'm able to figure out what's going to serve me to move forward. But like, I, we were pretty devastated. It's not like I find out this type of news and I'm like, we're fine. Like things yeah. are fine. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I don't know, like you share everything, but did you share the fact that you wouldn't have shared this because you probably don't, you didn't, there's no reason, but I, I can share the fact that like, yes, there are tears obviously in low moments, but you know, for someone who's sitting on like a, you know, the hospital bed getting ready for the operation to look at me in the eyes and like, you know, say with, I, I believed you when you said it, that you were just one rung further down on the ladder towards the ch your child that's pretty 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 cool pretty impressive that you could say that that you would have that mentality at that moment you know about to go in to do something very invasive very emotional um to say that is like who are you <laughs> i don't even I don't know that Emily, you know, I know a different Emily. I love a different Emily, but I don't know that Emily super well. So that, that's, that's cool. I'll carry with that with me um, for a long time, hopefully forever. That, that helped me. That definitely helped me. But obviously, come on, like people know that you're, you know, you, you feel the spectrum of emotions. Um, me too. Me too. Uh, and, and continue to, but like, since, I don't know, I guess COVID kind of distracted me a little bit from what happened. Uh, and, and that's been annoying uh, lately, but that's almost over. Thankfully you're feeling better. And all it was was annoying, it wasn't serious, thankfully. I was saying to someone the other day that unfortunately I feel like the bounce back is what we're used to, like getting the positive test, being pregnant, having that state of mind, like we, that side of the coin, we're just not used to that as much. This part, this Ooh. has been our life for three years of this, like these disappointments and then having to figure out how we're going to come back from them and how we're going to move forward from them and what are next steps. And like, yeah. like, you know, that mm -hmm. for us has become a day-to-day -day thing, but with Ruby, um, I never knew we had fertility stuff. Like I kind of in the back of my mind, obviously it was traumatic. And then I was completely caught off guard about my dad. But in the back of my mind, 
I always was like, well, when we're ready, we'll try again and then we'll have a baby. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand how much of a miracle it was to have children. I didn't understand how much of a miracle Ruby was at the time. Mm -hmm. And so this was like, I made this to be like, you know, the golden ticket that we finally got and we've never miscarried and we've never like anytime we've gotten pregnant naturally, we've always had a healthy baby. And so I was there, like we were on names, like we were, we were, this was happening for us. Yeah. 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 No, no, totally. I mean, that's, I mean, it's not like I'm blaming us. It's not like our fault, but like, okay. So if you look, you go look at the other way, if you look at the stats and if one in four pregnancies end in miscarriage and we had two pregnancies, natural two long-term pregnancies or end of term pregnancy, whatever, we had a 50, 50 chance of, of miscarriage at that point. So it maybe it's a little on us for getting too ahead of ourselves because we had never experienced that. I'm not, again, I'm not blaming us, but I'm just, I'm just, showing a different point of view I I guess because yes like I mean I get I really agree with you and this was a very difficult um you know it was like we went in for a scan I thought the worst that we could have heard was we need to monitor the baby it's not growing proper like as well as we thought it was like blah 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 not there's no baby anymore that was that was a hard stop and like up against a fucking steel wall like like that one hurt kind of thing yeah especially because um, we saw like two ultrasounds that were really yeah, good for yeah. that so yeah, i agree i, I and, i'm and not I minimizing agree. it by any means i understand I, I totally you know the more i think about it the more it hurts um but but there's a couple couple of points i hate saying but but um like this just adds to your character our character you know and and getting through these things and like you have to, you do have to go through things like this in order to um, come out the other side even better, kind of thing, whatever that we talked about before. Miscarriage is a stat, and I think we got really caught up in forgetting about that because we had such a great like start to the pregnancy, and because our history has not proven miscarriage, so like we just, I at least let myself really go to the fact that this was happening. Um, mm-hmm. and if this was our first experience struggling with fertility, it would be fair to say like, okay, this is just a stat. It happens. Let's move on through it. But because mm-hmm. of everything we've gone through up until this point, it felt like this, like magical miracle, like hopeful, like we were this crazy story and I made that up in my head. Um, mm-hmm. Although I'm hoping that it comes down to the fact that this mis- this was a miscarriage because of a stat, not because of all the other information that we have. And not I I'm I don't want this to be some. I'm hoping this isn't something that's like another example of qual egg quality, which from what we know it could be. So like. I, I, I am. Yeah, we'll see. I am trying to look at this as as in an isolated moment, and and look at the silver lining, which is the fact that we can get pregnant naturally. Mm-hmm. Right. That was my second point. Thank you. Yes. Yes. That's a good like, one. 
we went in after a year of IVF, like in my mind, I was just like, okay, I'm going to tell myself, I believe this can happen. Mm -hmm. And now that my body has shown me that it can, at least there's that like knowing when we start again. Um, Right. But it just, yeah, it's been a rough month. Like this month, I was thinking to myself in my isolation (laughs) this week, a lot of time to think it's been really hard like being alone and not with you and just not being able to like be together like all I've been doing is just watching ER and crying and just like being a shell of a person but like um why are you watching ER watch like comedies or something I love it I can't I can't I don't know I'm really stuck on it but also like I'm I like when tv makes me cry because you know it takes a lot. You should that. get into like true, true crime stuff because like that's super sad. So, you know, but also interesting and kind of like. You should get into ER. Oh God. Okay. Anyways. It's fake. Uh, whatever. The point is, is that, is that, um, what was my point? I have no idea. I was like in isolation. It's been a hard month. Oh, when I think about February, it's like we were pregnant at the beginning of February. Like I, it was just crazy. Like we would look at each other uh, having dinner and it would just be this like eye contact of like, Oh my God, you know, is this happening? You wrote on the mirror. Yes. I, I wrote on our, on our mirror in our bathroom and lipstick it's done, Mm -hmm. but I refuse to take it down because Mm -mm, not coming down. Yeah. Because it is done. It's just not at this time. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, and, but we were like pregnant and like our family and our close friends were like, we were just there. Mm -hmm. And then, and then we were not pregnant. And then we went through a DNC and then the downfall of the DNC of taking the week of just basically, again, being like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then being like, okay, I'm going to get now I'm ready to like reemerge. And then Mm -hmm. I felt super, super sick blamed it on the mis on the miscarriage and the fact that my hormones levels were dipping mm-hmm. got covid had to isolate from you and Ryder because you're crossing our fingers a million times over going to colorado for a boys snowboarding trip on sunday it's just like been insane I, and like i was like 2022s are like this kickoff like what a way to kick off the year and now i'm like oh my god God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny. I mean, not funny, but I guess you got a laugh of it. It was it's so fucked up. <laughs> but it's just like, what? Like, come on. Haven't yes. we been texted enough? You know what, babe? Truth is, it's never enough, right? Like, you know, it's like we just gotta. It could be a lot worse. It could be a lot better. So everything in between is just, you know. Yeah. What yeah. we deal with. What we do, what we do. Well, I still really love you. That, see, that's important. <laughs> I'm we just saying, got, you know, like, got that. I'm just saying, like, there's no one else I want, would want to go through this with. Like, I oh. feel like, you know, you're like my next, friend. next time they'll go, go through it with someone else. Okay. <laughs> <Next time. laughs> Leave me out of this. I couldn't well, leave more. me out of it. It's my, I'm the issue. I, not the issue. Stop it, please. Please don't say that. Stop. Enough with that. I wouldn't do it any other way. 
Okay. No, let's not get too gushy over here. Okay, fine. That's true. Gushy. We're okay. not feeling. Yeah, let's not show our feelings. Okay. But we are a little. We are feeling a little gushy right now. We've been apart for a week. We've been apart for so long. <laughs> We've been apart even more because Ryder had COVID three weeks ago, yeah. and I move out because Thanks. I was pregnant. I remember. I basically <laughs> haven't seen you all month. No, I know, I know. And now you're going away. It's... Well, I'm we'll, really happy about. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if I you go. are. You're going. <clears throat> All right. Well, thanks for coming on here. You're, you know. Mm. My pleasure as always. So yeah. Eventually, I'm going to get paid for this, right? At some point. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a fan favorite. Oh, well, right back at you, fans. Well, I really hope that the next update we give is the update I was hoping to give. I planned it all in my head. It'll be what it'll be. What it'll be. <laughs> I feel like we got real philosophical this one, but <laughs> I mean, how, how could we not? It's it's a little darker time right now, so yeah. Um, we focus on other things, and it'll come. It will come. After okay, I'll see you next week. Practice, <laughs> <I hope>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, love see you. you next week, love you too. Bye. My mission for day one is to help provide support and new perspectives for those in the midst of trying to build their family. Plus, a bit of an educational kick to those supporting loved ones experiencing the struggle. But I can't do it alone. I need help to spread the word. So if you have a few minutes to share, write a review, or rate this podcast, that would be so appreciated. Let's all do our part to help shed light on the realities of fertility. Also, want to learn more about our memberships? Direct message me for a one-on-one connect or check out dayonefertility.com slash membership.